If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of James, chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. James, chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. James says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. And let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as a flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but is withereth the grass, and its flower falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. So also shall rich man fade away in his ways. But blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man, let every man when he is tempted... When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow your holy word to invade our life. That it would invade it to the point that, Lord, we'd be willing to make changes that's necessary if we're going to continue to follow you the way you'd have us to, according to your holy word. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> I think so many times, why can't things go smoothly? Why can't they go according to plan? We make a list, we put the list down, and then we can't find the list. And then when we do, it's too late. And we say, oh, I forgot that one thing. Why does things go like they go? It's amazing to me. You see, the devil is behind all crookedness. The devil is behind all lies. In fact, the Bible says that he is the father of lies. And when we think about, when we think about this, um, you know, for us that are Christians, um, bear with me, I, I broke my regular glasses. I found these. They're good to read with, but you look like a storm has hit you when I look out at you. But I'll be having cataract surgery when we get back from our mission trip on the 6th. And uh, he's telling me if everything goes well that I, it's possible I won't have to have glasses except close-up reading. So I hope so. But for us who are Christians, you see, God has a purpose in everything he does. And, you know, the good things and the bad things. Count it all joy, he says, when you fall into different temptations. You see, temptation is not a sin. But yielding to temptation, that is a sin. And the Bible explains and talks about how that develops out of a temptation if yielded to. 
So we're tempted on all, all sides. We're tempted in every area of life. In fact, if you're not being tempted by the devil, guess whose side you're on? You're on his side. He's not bothering you. So if you're tempted, count it all joy when you fall into different kinds of temptation. But for goodness sakes, we don't want to yield to temptation. You see, there are, there are some uh, purposes of trial. You know, why do we have to go through trials? Well, trials makes us stronger. Trials helps us for the next stage of life. You see, we should never get this, uh, well, I've done far as I can go. I'm retired now, and I saw a man recently, and I said, I hadn't seen you in a while. What are you doing? He said, I'm retired. He said, you know what that means? I do nothing. My soul, how can anybody just not do nothing? You know, I'm going to do something as long as I'm able to get up and move about and run my mouth and walk and, and use my hands. I'm going to be doing something until God says, hey, enough is enough. I'm going to get you out of here because you don't want to quit. Well, I don't think we should quit. I don't think there should be a, a, a rung on a ladder that we say, okay, I, I've reached where I had planned to be. You know, so many people, they plan to be a certain place at a certain time in their life, okay? Well, my boys say, well, Daddy, when are you going to retire? I don't guess I will. And then someone said, I thought you retired. I said I did, but it didn't work. So, you know, I'm just, all I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep going as long as I can go. Now, whether I pastor this church or another church or no church, I'm going to keep going as long as God gives me the breath to do it. I am going to keep driving nails. I'm going to keep witnessing. I'm going to share Christ with either a mortar trial or a hammer in my hand or a level or whatever it takes to reach the lost. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it for God's glory and his honor. Amen? Uh, I don't have a stopping point. You know, okay? I don't have a stopping point. Uh, I think many times in the evening, I guess I better quit and rest for tomorrow, and then they'll, something else will pop up uh, that I see that I need to do, and so then I'll struggle to, to try to get it done, to try to accomplish uh, some more things. You see, uh, I want to just share with you four purposes of trial. Now, there are many, okay? There are many purposes of trial, and we're going to have trials, but don't, don't run from the trial, Okay? Face the trial. Give it your best because it is a growing uh, point in your life. But first of all, it's not a matter of when we will fall into this uh, trial. Uh, we're either in a trial or we're headed for a trial or we're just coming out of a trial. But first of all, there's the proof. And I think about the proof. You know, trying to, uh, trying our strength reveals our weaknesses. You know, I can only go so far. I can only do so much. I can only share Christ with the, with the only ability that God gives me. And if that person don't get saved, then hopefully somebody else will come along with the same gospel message, but maybe in a different way, and they will be saved. But I should not quit. I should not give up. It takes no less than 25 visits to win one lost person to Jesus. That's a lot of visiting, y'all. And a lot of folk give up on the first visit. Say, so, well, he ain't gonna get saved. Leave him alone. 
You know, there was many years I witnessed to a man, and he was in his 70s before he got saved. There was many years I witnessed to a lady, and she was 70 when she got saved. Listen, it's not too late to witness, y'all. It's not too late, no matter how old a person is or what kind of shape they're in. There, there is the proof that God still saves. It's the proof uh, of, of a trial. Um, this don't come about uh, until we realize our need to depend on the Holy Spirit of God. I can do a lot of things, okay? But I can't do it all by myself, on my own. I must have the strength of the Lord, okay? Um, he, he put our bodies together. We're created in His image, all right? We have so much strength. Some of you lift weights, and I'm proud for you. Hey, keep on lifting weights. If that's what you do and you enjoy it, keep on doing it. Some of you jog. If you do, keep on doing it. Some of you walk. If you do, keep on doing it. Keep, just keep on doing what you're doing and do it though, but for the glory of God. But watch, there are trials coming. And there's a trial that's coming, and it's called the proof trial. To the, the proof, hey, I am what I am because of God and no other reason, okay? The second, uh, the second uh, proof of, uh, of trial, purposes of trial, is protection. I just want to go back and read verses 5 through 7. If, if any of you lack wisdom, he said, if you, if you want some more smartness, ask God. Uh, just ask God about it. Who giveth to all men liberty, unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him that ask in faith, nothing wavering. In other words, don't be like a wave. You're just out there, ocean drives a wave in, and it goes back out. He's not talking about, he's wanting us to be stout. He wants us to be strong in what he's doing. And he's promised this trial that we're going through, he's promised that he is going to protect us through the trial. Listen, I have, I've have been places that I didn't want to go. I have witnessed to people that I dreaded to witness to because of past conversations, because of what somebody might have told me about them. A man literally told me this one time. He said, if you cross my path again, if you cross my path again, I won't tell you what I'm going to do. I'll squeeze you to death with my bare hands. Okay. I said, thank you, sir. Hung up. It wasn't long till my path crossed his. He stopped. He said, hey, how you doing? I walked over to his vehicle, propped up on there. I said, I'm doing good. How you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. I just wanted to stop and speak to you. I said, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I'm still here. I don't know what happened to him that day, but it was a trial. Uh, you know, I could have run, or when he drove up, I could have run. But running don't get it, okay? You run away from that trial, you're going to run into it because God said, I'm going to see you through it. I'm going to protect you through this trial. Now, I'm not talking about going out there stirring up people just to see if God's going to protect you. No. I mean, I, mean, I was just having a conversation with the man. And he didn't, something I said evidently, and I apologized to him. He said, uh, hey, 
I'll squeeze you to death with my bare hands. <laughs> I, talk, I talked to his brother. I said, what do you think? He said, he means every word he says. So I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> no, no. But to run from it, that's not the way you get protected from God. You remember Jonah? <laughs> he run from the trial. I want you to go down to Nineveh. I want you to preach. That crowd down there is lost. They're wicked. I want you to go down there. I want you to preach, and I'll do the saving. All I want you to do is go and preach, okay? Hey, that's a simple task. Go and preach. I'll do the saving. No, he, he got scared. He was afraid God wouldn't protect him, and so he goes down down and to where the ships are. He purchases a ticket. He gets on the ship and goes down into the bottom of the ship and goes to sleep. And guess what? God sent a storm like to killed everybody. And he said, hey, it's me that's the problem. Throw me overboard and everything, everything will be fine. They threw him overboard. And guess what? God created a live submarine swallowed old Jonah right up, took him to the depths of the sea. That's when he says he took me to the lowest hell, okay? He took me to the lowest part, and I thought it was over with. I was covered in seaweed and slime and salt water, and all of a sudden, I found him trying to throw up, and out I came. Then he was ready to go do the job. But God protected him. You say, you believe that story? I believe every, every word of it. <laughs> yes, I believe it. Jonah was swallowed by the great fish. God took care of him. He protected him until he got him where he wanted him. You see, to run from something is not going to get you to where God wants you. You see, it's just amazing. I, my memory, uh, thank God I still have it. And Lynn said, I don't see how you remember all this stuff. But I go way, way back to when, when a man in our church who was leading uh, the, the music, uh, Wayman Evett, if any of you all worked at, I think it was Pratt Reed over at a piano place, right? He was a, he was a foreman, a, a superintendent and. We were eating one day, and he just simply said, he said, oh, I see you got all these Sunday school perfect attendance pens. I said, yes, sir. I said, I've been doing it for years. He said, boy, wouldn't it be good if God called you to preach? I'm thinking, man, there ain't no way. I'm going that way. Well, you see what happened. I think back about all the little insta instances that happened uh, that brought me to where I am now. And, hey, yeah, I still get threatened. That's okay. Every once in a while, somebody will have guts enough to write a letter. They're going to do this, and they're going to do that. Well, I sat back and wait for it to happen, Captain. Just waiting on it. I know that God's going to look after me, okay? I'm where I'm supposed to be, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm looking for that proof, that, that, that purpose of trial of uh, protection. Third, uh, second, excuse me, thirdly, there's the uh, purpose of pride. Verse 12 says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Then say runs from it. Endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. That's just a beautiful verse of scripture. Trials is often used by God to humble us, to keep us, from the snare 
of pride. You see, pride can be a trap. Pride can be a trap that traps us to the point, hey, I mean, I got it, guys. I've done it. Whatever you've done, I've already done. Wherever you've been, I done been there and done that. Nothing left. I know how to do everything, and everything knows how to do me. You want to know anything? Ask me. I got it all. Pride, listen to me. I believe that if, if, if a street, if there is a road in hell, that it is paved with people and their pride. They had so much pride, they wouldn't come to the Lord. They had so much pride, they wouldn't step out and say, I want to be saved. They had so much pride that they wouldn't get baptized. They had so much pride that they just would not share Christ. I don't have to. I got mine. You go get yours. Listen, that's not the attitude when we look at the, the, uh, the purpose of, of, of pride. It is not, uh, it's not that way. Uh, uh, don't think you can't be set back. You know, it, it's amazing to me. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, um, verses 7 through 10, look what it says. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, listen to what Paul says, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Isn't that amazing? I take pleasure in these things I'm going through. In reproaches. Now, if you think you left out, look at all these things. I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses. Listen to what he said. For Christ's sake. Not for me, but for Christ's sake. In distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, listen to me. When I am weak, Paul says, then I am made strong. It is amazing what God does with us. If we will just put him first. Um, you know, I, I, I imagine many times that, that you, uh, I have been set back uh, because of pride. You know, God, there's a certain... Uh, there's different kinds of pride, okay? The, the one pride is, hey, I'm Mr. So-and-so. You can't tell me what to do. I can do all things. I'm this, that, and the other. Then the other pride is, I take pride in what I do. I want to do a good job. That's the difference in the two prides. I take pride. I, I, I want to be proud of what I have done. I want God to be proud of what I have done. So we think about those purposes of trial. And last of all, there's a purpose of trial concerning power. Um, God amazingly brings all things, even trials, uh, around. He brings them around for good, for our life. Um, 
Romans 8, 28 and 29. Um, look what he says. And we know that all things works together. Now pay attention to this. All things, no matter good or bad, all things, he says, work together for good to them that what? Love God. I'm talking from the heart. I'm not talking from the lips here. I'm talking loves God from the heart. To them who are the called according to his purpose. It's not my purpose. It's his purpose. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for, for him, for whom he did foreknow. He knew me before I was born, okay? For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, that we might be the firstborn among many brethren. I don't know how you feel about it, but I think many times, you know, I overlook the power of God. I think, well, you know, I can handle this. I, I can do this by myself. And I think about, um, of all the people to be tempted and go through trials, I think about Jesus. Um, in, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 1 through 14, Jesus had just come through um, hunger, or he was hungry, he was weak, and guess who showed up? The devil. And I think about this, if, he, if the devil showed up to confront Jesus, I'm dead meat. I mean, I am nothing. But he says to Jesus, he said, you know, I, I've watched your life the last few days, and uh, I know you're hungry, and I know you can do miracles, and we've got a lot of small stones here. He said, why don't you pick up one of those and turn it to bread, and you and me just break bread together. That sounds good. But Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father, and that's the holy word of God, that is the Bible. He said, that's what we need to live by. He said, well... Um, let me ask you this. He said, would you be willing to climb up on this uh, temple here, up on the steeple, and jump off? Now, you being who you are, you know you're not going to hit the ground hard. You're not even going to be hurt. Your father's going to just bear you up. He's always took care of you. And Jesus said, it's wrong to tempt God. And on the other hand, the Bible says God don't tempt anybody. The Bible says he carried him up on a high mountain. And look, he said, look at, look at all this country here. As far as the eye can see, he said, there ain't nobody around but me and you. If you get out on your knees, worship me, I'll give you every bit of this. Hey, it wasn't his to give. Let me tell you something. The devil does not own a thing except a spot in hell. I hope he don't own you. I hope that the trial that you might be going through right now, that you're going to hang in there and trust God to see you through this trial because it's the power of God that keeps us. I can't keep myself. It's the power of God that comes upon our life that keeps us, okay? 
Uh, and I think, about, I think about our trip that Led and me lived in Africa for four months. We didn't realize this and know this till the end of the trip, that we had guards around us all the time. I had no idea. No idea who might be following us, but it was guards. Because the people we were there for feared that something would happen to us. And if something happened to us, then that would keep other people from wanting to come. But I slept. I slept every night. I had no fear. On top of that, I knew where I was. I knew where I was supposed to be. And I knew I had a church praying for me. You see, there's purposes of trial. And we don't need to avoid these things. We, we need to face them. We need to face them head on. When I look at the word in verse 15, now this is a sad thing, y'all. Verse 15, then when lust, other words, we've done past temptation, we've done fell into the temptation. Then when lust hath conceived, the words it's beginning to grow, it bringeth forth sin. Sin is a horrible thing. We teach our good news kids. I say, what is sin? They'll tell you quickly, it's anything that goes against God. Sin is a horrible thing. The Bible says, sin, when it is finished, and it will finish, bringeth forth death. Okay? Now, don't misunderstand here. Every person that dies, dies because of sin. Think about it. Not that they were in sin, not that they were committing sin, but all the way back to Adam and Eve. Because the Bible says, in the day you partake of this fruit, in the day that you disobey God, you shall surely die. Death is the ultimate thing. Hey, it's, it's the final thing. It's the thing that we avoid. It's the trial that we don't want to face. Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm prepared, all right? I'm prepared. My parents have already gone. Lynn's parents are gone. She's got a brother that's gone. And I think and I look, hey, on this side of the generation, I'm the oldest one. So I'm next in line. It don't mean I'll go next. And that don't bother me. Because I know God is going to take care. But I know that ultimately, unless Jesus soon comes, there is an appointment that I have with death. And I'm not going to be late for that appointment. I'm not going to be late. But listen, trials are important. Trials come when we're not expecting them. So don't run from the trial. Hang in there with the trial. Follow through with the trial because God says, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to see you through because all things work together for good to them that love God and them that are, that are following him according to his purpose. You see, it's, it's, it's his purpose and not mine. I think about Job's trials. Um, they all came from Satan. They didn't come from God. They came from Satan. You remember what Satan said? Have you considered your servant Job? Give me just a few days with him. And God simply said, you go ahead. Do anything you want to to him, but don't you kill him. Do anything you want to. 
but don't you kill him. And we know that Job said, I don't care. I don't care if he kills me. I'm going to serve God. Then that passion, as we talked about, passion leads to lust. Lust leads to sin, and the sin leads to death. So I just very simply say this. If you're involved in a sin and you can't turn it loose, you better turn it loose. You better give it to God because it will eventually lead to your death. Trust the Lord. If you're, if you're lost, you need the Lord. That's, that's the biggest trial you're going to face. The devil's going to tell you you don't need God. And your body says, and your mind says, I do. Your heart wants to. And the devil says, no. And, you, and God's saying, yes, you better give in to that temptation and accept Christ as your Savior before it's everlasting too late. I don't know how any other way to put it. I mean, we're all destined to die. And after death, the judgment. Father, I pray that you'd help us not to run from our trials, but to face them because you said you'd be with us. You said you'd never leave us nor forsake us. And God, for that, I'm grateful to you that no matter what comes this week, and Lord, I feel like this week, we as the mission team in Kentucky, we're gonna face some trials. And I pray that you just help us to stand tall, stand strong, because you said you'd protect us and you'd see us through it. Lord, lead us through these trials that we might become stronger for you. In Jesus' name, amen.